Welcome to the PowerPoint Extra Credit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee. Today we will be talking about the English English Civil War. This could help you understanding key terms in this topic and maybe you can pass your exam. So sit back and relax and enjoy this lesson. We will be going in the order of my PowerPoint I created because it goes along with this podcast. So if you want, you can view that while listening. By listening, you'll get more information than just reading the PowerPoint. But you can do either. When you hear this sound, we'll be moving to the next slide. Okay, here we go. Click to the next slide. So now we're on the slide titled Background Information Leading to the Civil War. Yay! So, in order for you to fully understand the English Civil War, you should know some background information. So, everything in this podcast happened around the 17th century. So, years 1600 to 1699. The big idea of ruling was an idea called Stuart Absolutism. Stuart meant royal family, and absolutism means controlling everything. So, basically, the monarchs wanted complete control. You might think they do have complete control, but Parliament has some control, but not all of it. Not a lot, but they still are a big power. We will talk more about Parliament in a later slide. So now, on to the slide that is titled, James I Leading to the Civil War. So... Before the 17th century, Queen Elizabeth ruled England. She tried to get rid of controversy between religions, but she died. So we moved to James I. He was the cousin of the Queen. This James is also the King of Scotland, King James VI of Scotland. But he was invited to rule in England, and he agreed, of course, so he became King James I of England. James was a true believer of divine right kinships, which is the idea that God chose the king and the king should get complete control. I forgot to mention, if you are following along with the PowerPoint, there are bolded blue words, which are key terms I feel are pretty important. Okay, back to James the first. He had the idea of not having to choose between Catholics and Protestants because he is king. Catholics were just the Catholic religion, and Protestants were involved with Anglican, Lutheranism, Calvinism, Baptist, Presbyterian, and Anabaptist. Instead of ending the controversy and choosing a side, he chose to force everyone to attend the Church of England. Everyone will pay taxes towards it and attend it. This decision caused a rivalry, rivalry between Protestants and Protestants. Go ahead and click to the next slide. So this slide is titled Rivalry Between Protestants and Protestants. The rivalry was between Church of England Protestants who were happy with James' decision of the Church of England because 
The Church of England was Anglican, but the other side of Protestants, the Calvinist Protestants, were unhappy. They didn't like the decision. They felt it was unfair and wanted to be able to have other religions, but James did not care because he was king. To the next slide with the title of Parliament at the Time. So you already know that Parliament had some control, but with James's belief in divine right kingship, he did not like Parliament and thought they were useless. He doesn't need them, he is the king, but some facts about Parliament is that they were able to tax people and legislate. They were also a good resource for advice and spreading grievances, so I personally think James should have allowed them to help, but what would I know? I'm not the king. He was the one chosen by God to be king. So, moving on, we're on slide Charles I leading to civil war. So, the son of James would be the king after James dies. So that's who Charles is. And that means James died. But Charles isn't much better as his father. He is also a believer in doing things himself and not needing anyone such as parliament because he's king. Charles did not like calling Parliament, thought it was a hassle. So he did things himself, but they never ended up good, so Parliament declared a petition called Petition of Right. Charles said he would follow this petition, and don't worry, I'll, we'll go through some of the things this petition said, but he didn't want to follow the things it said. So he dissolved Parliament, did some stuff himself, and needed money, so he called Parliament back up. And this cycle repeated for a while. People started to view him differently and started to lean towards Parliament because he didn't treat people right. The Archbishop Laud, who is a big role in the Church of England, the ship money case, which was when Charles took taxing people into his own hands, he used ship money, where he taxed everyone, including inland and coastal cities. Coastal cities were taxed because they benefited from the ports, but the inland didn't have ports, so they didn't benefit. The tax was only on coastal cities before Charles, but then he decided he didn't have to call Parliament because it wasn't a new tax. This was the last straw for Parliament when they found out. Then the fourth thing was the imposition of the Anglican prayer book, which was getting spread and being the main book for religion. So, the last time Charles asked Parliament for money, they wanted to make a deal with him by forcing him to pass some laws, which are on the next slide, including things like the law that gave up the king's right to dissolve Parliament, Triennial Act, which required having Parliament to meet every three years, no taxation without Parliament's approval, etc. I won't go over all the laws on that slide, but Charles refused because he is... If he agreed, it pretty much meant he lost and gave up. So, I will give you a few seconds to read the slide titled Laws Parliament Forced in Order for Charles to Get Money. Now that you're informed about the laws, let's move on to the slide that says Petition of Right. 
So when Parliament declared the Petition of Rights, this is some of the things they declared. Due process of law, which is stating that a person shouldn't be deprived of their natural rights, which are life, liberty, and property. No taxation without Parliament's consent is taking away power from the king by forcing them to go through Parliament to tax. But that is what they are supposed to do anyways, but no one listened. No, but letting soldiers is saying people are not forced to give up their homes for soldiers, and Parliament must be called frequently is just that. They will meet up more. On to the two phases of the war slide. The first phase, which is King versus Parliament or Cavaliers versus Roundheads, Oliver Cromwell talked about in a minute, will lead the Roundheads or Parliament and allow a win. Then the second phase is Parliament versus Parliament's army. Cromwell wins again. Next slide, titled Oliver Cromwell. Oliver created an army called the New Model Army, which defeated, defeated the Cavaliers. Him and his supporter executed Charles because Cromwell felt Charles was bad and untrustworthy as a king. So he manages to get rid of a lot of Parliament, allowing him to lead easier and control easier. He became a military dictator and divided England, but he didn't cause any long-term effects. People say he was too ahead of his time because of what he did and it not working. During his leading, there were two groups, levelers and diggers. Both wanted free vote, but diggers wanted equal wealth. Cromwell didn't believe in de democracy because he was more of a dictator. He soon dies and his son is unable to maintain king, so that family ruling is done. Let's move on to the next slide. Charles II was chill with Parliament, but he did try to go behind their backs and his goal was to change back to Catholic because it would benefit his brother James II when he ruled rules after him. No one wanted that, so Parliament passed the Test Act, which prevented Catholic to be in the army. Even though Charles was still able to get some Catholics in the army, it just wasn't enough. So if we go to the next slide about division of Parliament, we can see how people were nervous to allow James to be the king, because everyone knew he would try to go Catholic. One side, called the Whigs, were suspicious and felt safer to just not allow him to be king. But the other side, Tories, felt that it was only right to do so, since it would be loyal to the monarchy. To the next slide. Slide James II allows us to find out what happens. The first thing he did as king was to declare he is Catholic, and declare he is changing England to be Catholic. No one listened to him and were not worried until the word got out about a son on the way. So Parliament quickly got William of Orange and asked him to take over. So the next slide. This slide about William of Orange explains how he invaded and took over James II, and this was what the Glorious Revolution was. 
before they could completely be a ruler duo, because Mary was there, Parliament made them sign a Bill of Rights, which on the next slide you can read about real quick. So now we are on the slide that's titled Results. The results of all of this is that divine right kingship is gone, there are limits on the English monarchy, and finally England becomes a constitutional monarch, meaning they have a constitution. So this is kind of the end. The next two slides are just mainly a quick review of what we went over and to look at if you don't want to look at this whole PowerPoint again or listen to this podcast. So thank you for listening to PowerPoint Extra Credit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee.